in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. As you heard in the Synaxerium, the Church celebrates today the Annunciation of Archangel Gabriel to Joachim and Hannah concerning the birth of Saint Mary, Mother of God. And that's why the Church chose the reading from Luke chapter 1 in which Archangel Gabriel announced the birth of John the Baptist to Zechariah in the temple. And usually when we celebrate one of the saints, we celebrate their departure. As the Bible tells us, look at the end of their conduct and imitate their life. But there are two exceptions to this, Saint Mary, the mother of God, and Saint John the Baptist. We don't only celebrate their departure, but also we celebrate their birth, and also we celebrate the Annunciation concerning their birth. And why Saint Mary and Saint John the Baptist? Because their birth was a turning point in the history of the whole world. Saint Mary is the mother of God. So by her birth means God found the person from whom he will send his son to take flesh and become a man to dwell among us. As we pray in the Theotokia of Wednesday, God looked from heaven and did not find anyone like you. He sent his son, he was incarnate of you. The same for John the Baptist. He is the forerunner. He is the one who came to prepare and pave the way before the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why the birth of St. Mary, the birth of John the Baptist, and also the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ is considered as a turning point in the history of the world. Why a turning point? There are two covenants. The old covenant, covenant means like a promise from God to the people. So there are two covenants, the old covenant and the new covenant. The Old Covenant was before Christ. That's the Old Covenant. And the Old Covenant, God gave us the law, set of commandments. And he told us, do this and you shall live. Do this and you shall live. So in the Old Covenant, the starting point, I am a sinner. I am born with the original sin, as well as I am born with the corrupted nature. So, I have set of commandments. If I am able to keep these commandments, I will be righteous. And no one was able to keep all these commandments for 5,500 years. No one was able to keep the righteous requirements of the law of God. Everyone failed. Then God established a new covenant. 
But the new covenant is not based on our effort or our works, but based on the grace of God. And we pray this in the chapter 1 from the Gospel of John, every morning in the first hour of the Agbeya, when we say the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth through Jesus Christ. So the new covenant actually is built on grace. What does it mean, grace? The Lord Jesus Christ became man. And one of the reasons of his incarnation is to fulfill all the righteous requirement of the law. As he said to John the Baptist during the time of his baptism, we ought to fulfill the righteous requirement of the law. So, as a human being, he fulfilled every single commandment in the law, which all humanity failed to fulfill. Then he told us, in the new covenant, I will give you the privilege to be united with me. And he made this union like marriage. He is the bridegroom and we are his bride. Or actually he said, I am the head and the church is the body. So it's one person, one person. And since it is one person, then his righteous, his righteousness and his fulfillment of the righteous requirement of the law will be considered for us as if those who are abiding in Christ also they fulfill the righteous requirement of the law. So as long as we are united with Christ, we are righteous. We are righteous, not because we kept the law, but because of our oneness with the Lord Jesus Christ. And this union, God granted us through the sacraments of the church. In baptism, you put on Christ. Putting on Christ means you put the righteousness of Christ because you become one. You die. The old man is dead and now a new creation, a person who is perfectly pure, perfectly righteous. So in the old covenant, the starting point, I'm a sinner and I have the law, but no one was able to keep the law, so no one was righteous. In the new covenant, the starting point, also I'm a sinner. I am born with the original sin, born with corrupted nature. But in baptism, which done actually in the first 40 days or 80 days of the birth, I put on Christ. So now after baptism, the starting point is I am righteous. Not my righteousness, but the righteousness of Christ, who fulfilled the law and who kept the law. And then in the chrismation or confirmation, I am sealed. I have the seal of the Holy Spirit in me. I'm confirmed. So this union between me and Christ cannot be uh, separated. This union, that's why even people during the time of persecution, when they denied the Lord Jesus Christ, 
and worshipped the idol and offered incense on the idol. When they returned to become Christian, when they repented and became Christian, they did not baptize them again because they were sealed by the Holy Spirit. They were sealed by the Holy Spirit. That's the chrismation. And we have this anointment that actually testify we are the children of God because we are married to the bridegroom, Jesus Christ. Then in communion, he who eats my body and drinks my blood abide in me and I in him. So it is again perfect union between Christ and us. And when we sin, sin actually challenges the relationship between us and God. Because God is light. When we sin, we become darkness. And there is no fellowship between light and darkness. But God gave us the sacrament of repentance and confession. So when we sin, we can wash our sins in repentance and in confession. And thus, we can abide in Him in communion and we can partake of His body and His blood. So in the New Covenant, which actually a covenant built on grace, a starting point, I am a sinner, but immediately after baptism, I am righteous. And then I keep the commandment of God to actually preserve, preserve this righteousness. In the Old Covenant, keeping the commandment of God to attain righteousness. But in the New Covenant, keeping the commandment of God to preserve this righteousness, that actually I received it freely in baptism. But if I sin, if I transgress the commandment of God, actually through repentance and through confession and through communion, I wash my garment and my garment become white, I will be righteous again. And this actually the new covenant. So the birth of St. Mary and the birth of John the, the Baptist and of course the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ is a turning point in the life of the believers because actually the, the old covenant has passed away and now there is a new covenant based on grace. But maybe somebody will ask, why God, from the beginning, He did not give us this covenant based on grace? Why God, for 5,500 years, He let the people suffer under the old covenant? Actually, let me give you an example. Let's, let's think about a child who wants to fix his bike, for example. And his father comes and tells him, no, you cannot fix it, I will do it for you. So the child, in his arrogance, in his pride, will say, no, 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 I know how to fix it. Just let me alone. So the father let him try to fix it over and over and over until he reached a point that I cannot do it by myself. I need help. I need my father to help me. Then the father helps. The same way, if God from the beginning 
he started the, the new covenant or the covenant of grace in our arrogance we would have said no we don't need the grace we are able to justify ourselves by our righteous works and righteous deeds and that's actually what St. Paul mentioned in Romans about the Jews the Jews until today they are seeking righteousness according to the law and they could not attain this righteousness but those who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and believed in him through faith in him they actually attained this righteousness so many people believe they don't need the grace of God I can do it by myself so God waited until the Gentiles and the Jews said we need a savior we cannot save ourselves so in the fullness of time God came to save the humanity but in his economy he did not save only those who are born in the new covenant but see the abundance of his grace the new covenant did not include only people who are born in the new covenant but included people from the past from Adam to the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ so all those who departed before Christ and lived under the old covenant but they believed in God and they believed in the promises that God gave starting from Adam and Eve the seed of the woman will crush the head of the serpent those who believed in the promises of God yes after they died they went to Hades but they stayed in Hades until the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus Christ then the Lord descended to Hades and they felt his presence they saw his light in Hades and he took them into the paradise of joy transferred them from Hades into the paradise of joy so that's why the birth of Saint Mary and the birth of John the Baptist as well as the annunciation of their birth is celebrated in the church because as I told you it is a beginning of a new covenant a, a better covenant is built on better promises and built on actually grace which is the free gift of God to us in the new covenant as St. Paul explained in Hebrews chapter 8 and also he quoted from the Old Testament the new covenant is different from the old covenant in three main things let's read these three things in Hebrews chapter 8 number one there is forgiveness of sins he said in verse 12 I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more in the old covenant there was no forgiveness but there was a promise of forgiveness because if there was forgiveness why they went to Hades but there was no forgiveness but there was a promise of forgiveness as if I give you a check but it's due date after six months so you have the promise but it will be effective in the due date 
In the same way, there is a promise of forgiveness, but it was effective on the day of crucifixion. So, the new covenant, there is forgiveness. In the old covenant, there was no forgiveness. Number two, in verse 10, he said, I will put my laws in their mind and write them on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. In the Old Covenant, if you remember, God wrote the Ten Commandments on two tablets of stones. Why he wrote them on two tablets of stones? Because the heart of the people were hardened like stones. So writing the commandments on two tablets of stone to say, you have a stony heart. That's why in Ezekiel, God told us, I will remove the stony heart and will give you heart of flesh. But in the new covenant, because of the grace of the Holy Spirit, God removed from us the hearts of stone and gave us hearts of flesh. So his commandments right now are not written on stony tablets, on stony hearts, but it's written on hearts of flesh. When the, the word of God is like a sword. If a sword hits stone, the sword will be broken. But if a sword hit a piece of flesh, it will pierce the piece of flesh. In the Old Testament, the word of God hit the stones, the hearts of stone. That's why the word of God was broken. But in the New Covenant, when the people heard the word of God, they were pierced. Because the sword of the word of God pierced their heart and moved them. And the third difference in verse 11, none of them shall teach his neighbor and none his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me from the least of them to the greatest of them. In the old covenant, always, always, there was a mediator between God and the people. God spoke to our fathers through the prophets. And our fathers spoke to God through the priests. So always there was a mediator. God sent Ezekiel, sent Elijah, sent uh, Isaiah, sent Jeremiah. So always there was a mediator. And people could not approach God directly. They have to go through the priest to offer sacrifices on their behalf before God. But in the new covenant, this, this mediator is removed. As St. Paul said in Hebrews chapter 1, God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers in the old covenant by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his son. So now, his son actually is the bridegroom. He is the head of the church. We are united with him. There is no mediator between us and God. That's why the new covenant, which is built on the grace, actually has better promises, better conditions, and there is promise of salvation to those who accept to abide in the new covenant. That's why I told you the birth of St. Mary, the birth of John the Baptist, and definitely the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ is a turning point. Even who, people who are not Christian,
they say before Christ and after Christ. Because indeed, the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ was a turning point in the life of the whole world. When we say you are in year 2022, this from the birth of Christ. Why? Because his birth is separation or a turning point between old covenant based on our own righteousness and new covenant based on the grace of God. Let us praise the Lord and thank him for his love, for his graciousness, for granting us this new covenant, the covenant of grace, so all of us, we can have the inheritance of the kingdom of heaven. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.